Welcome to another episode of Still in the Box podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Islam, and this is my other co-host, Hawa. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's show. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, same as usual. Today we're just uh, we're just chilling, talking about some topics. And yeah, how was your week, Hawa? To start with, what I've been back from Italy a week now, and I am mm. so massively depressed. But what you were in Italy? Oh my god, I had no idea. You if only you had posted an Instagram post <laughs> or an Instagram story or 15 or sent me a message or changed your profile picture. You should have said something. Uh, so <laughs> I had no idea. Sorry that you missed the cue. Don't worry, I have another <laughs> post. All looking fantastic and sun kissed. Absolutely, so they are coming away. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you did look absolutely fantastic so yeah show it, it off was, it was really lovely and i will be back there every year now because it's okay um what else have i done all week i have been just watching tv and reading i've just been enjoying yeah. reading a lot in this lockdown mm-hmm. i feel like i've read less than i usually do but i'm going through a lot of stuff yeah. and uh and i've been trying to read a new category of books called millennial fiction <laughs> like quotation oh <laughs> and no, no that sounds entertaining i like normal is it ironic reading or do you actually enjoy it? like it's like <laughs> reading for enjoyment fiction is like someone describing a um, romantic novel as two people fall in love when really and truly it's a fuck buddy relationship <laughs> that they write a story about yeah. Like, have you watched? He it? doesn't want you, sis. <laughs> yeah. Like, but in, in, even in, like, I'm not sure how you else you would describe them. Like, I just. I mean, it it sounds like satirical reading. Like you read it, and you're just like, oh, honey, <laughs> no. Well, it is maybe a little bit because it is really written in a serious tone and it's meant <laughs> to be taken seriously. <laughs> and I'm trying to take it seriously, but it's hard. And you being the shady ass bee that you are, are just sitting there judging. <laughs> You're sitting there judging the hell out of them. <laughs> so I've just finished normal people. Mm-hmm. And I must must be the last person in the entire world to do that. And I really enjoyed it actually. It was good. Um mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean that's yeah, that's good thing. Else. It's been boring yeah. week in London. Okay. How are you? How's your week? Um, you know, I mean, not as exciting as going over to Italy, I must admit. But yeah, I've had a really nice week. I did. (laughs) No, I can tell how sad you feel for me. And I I, I get that. I really appreciate that. Could have invited me along, but... (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want you there. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. And also my work, there's no way they're going to give me time off. Anyway. (laughs) No, I did spend the week doing a lot of some... Not a lot, but like some reading as well. I joined the local library, got my favorite books out. Excited. Um, speaking of book recommendations, do you want to context that you just recently moved to your own place? Because it would be nice yes. to hear that you know you just sign up to the library as if you figure out what library is right now. Do you want to give it? A- no, I know, I know what libraries are obviously, but I just have this ritual where whenever I am in a new city, one of the first things that I do is I have to sign up to the library because that's like the source of my entertainment. Good. Don't judge, okay? <laughs> I'm a grandma's heart. Anyway, <laughs> so one really good book re- recommendation actually is because you were asking about it. Um, good Omens 
by uh, by uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. It's been recently made into a TV, an Amazon Prime TV show uh, starring David Tennant and um, another person. <laughs> and it's really, really good. And what I find is that whenever um, a book is being made into a TV show or a movie, it usually ends up being good. The TV show and movie itself is not always good. It's a hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Hollywood be tripping. But um, when a good has enough cult, when a book has enough cult following to be made into a movie or TV show, it's usually a good recommendation. So, yeah, good omens to anybody who's good. Willing. But, yeah, anyway. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, you should. You should. But, yeah, today's topic, as indicated by the title, um, very social media heavy, just the way we like it. And, yeah, so what do you think about you know the recent the recent happenings some of them not so recent the whole will smith and jada smith and the whole um you know august situation that was going on in the red table talk that they went and hosted and all of that and the more recent you know the heartbreaking um developments with chrissy Teigen losing her pregnancy um so how do you feel about all of that being so visible on social media is that do you think that's a good thing bad thing to give context to people who do not know well i should i think everybody knows by now because it's a very old story but yeah and jada smith had a red table talk which is a facebook hosted facebook have their own tv show do you know that i never knew i did not know that no yeah i'm sure the grandmas that use facebook will be happy but (laughs) it's it's one of their tv shows and jada jada's Fuck buddy, <laughs> if you can call him that. Uh, <laughs> who had a song. Spiritual apprentice. Some kind of life partner. Uh huh. Told her to cry. Well, not for life. Uh, you would have wanted that, but not for life. But... Not for life one. But uh, he's a singer, very talented singer, once upon a time. Um, kind of disappeared in the limelight. He was good when he was. I can't remember a song of his, but I remember him being. Exactly. Good. But go on. <laughs> He came, had did an interview for his new album talking about his relationship with Jada, um, made some claims that Will was good with it. Will Smith, the Hollywood star, like the man of all men, is yeah. apparently good with his wife having this relationship with much, much younger man. Yeah. Came There's a word for it, which I don't want to shock anybody by saying it, but yeah, he was being... You know, he was being cuckolded, basically. A little, a little bit. It's, it's yeah. kind of, it sounded all... I'm sure people much more open-minded than us think it's great and whatnot, but I found it... But strange. it's not. <laughs> I, I found no. it strange. No, no, I, I find it... Here's the thing, like, for once in my life, I'm not going to be <laughs> as judgmental as I always am. It's <laughs> like, I think... No, honestly, like, whatever works for you, cool for you. For you. It's like there are definitely there are definitely the element of like you know the age difference between Jada Pinkett Smith and August had some people oh, yes. raising their eyebrows. The fact of if this was gender reversed, what would we be doing? But to be honest, I don't like to go into that channel too much because then we get into a lot of rhetorical and theories. Yeah, we never know. We will never know what would be the outcome if it was the other way around. But in the reality that we are in in this parallel universe, it's Jada that is the woman that's older, and she, what's it called, August that's younger, and. I mean, he was, he, what's it called? He was a legal adult and he was a willing participant. And if anybody, like if they're all into like the three of them, whatever situationship they've got going on there, if they're into it, they're into it. Hey, you do you. 
but I don't see the need why that has uh, why that had to be made into such a public circus. Yeah. And I find the fact that she went and then had this red table talk with her husband incredibly cringeworthy and incredibly just like there was just something so pretentious about it about like oh we need to do some healing so we're going to take ourselves to the red table and it was just like we, we like it's so unnecessary like that's such a strange way of dealing with your issues and it's just. Is this just this is the dangers of TMI? Like not just because you're a public figure doesn't mean everybody needs to know everything. <laughs> it's I found, keep things private. I found Jane Wall. I found Jane Wall talk slightly pretentious. I can I can imagine it being somehow a media narrative control attempt for them mm-hmm. to like hold the media's attention. They come up with a narrative that works for them. They sit together as a married couple, mm-hmm. show a united front, so on and so forth. I'm sure someone very powerful PR strategist thought that this was a great idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, was, was not a spur of the moment thing. I'm, def- I'm sure that was definitely not that case because I can't imagine. Anyway, sitting down with my cheating ass husband and telling the world that I am cool with all of it and just making like a deep conversation about it and it being... Yeah. I'm sure something there's something far bigger behind but I separate that from the, the way in which August came up with it. I think him making it public, unknown, and talking about it, albeit slightly oversharing, I yes. think it's more valid than Jada and Will's stuff. Because I think even, even though he was, even though he was a legal adult, this is... A, he was young he was still much younger he yeah he needs something years younger and i know like you said it's a rhetorical if you come like flip the sexes around it will be slightly questionable. Yeah. but i do think it's worth still thinking about it because if this was a 40 something year old man yeah we'd be a lot more uncomfortable yes, with it. sleeping with a 20 like early 20 year old girl 21 22 yeah. at the time he was and that girl expressed to having some kind of mental health issues Mm. Him sleeping with her, him inviting her into his home, having this sexual relationship with her, and then dumping her and leaving her emotionally empty. Yeah, that's that's completely and valid. But to it. And he, I he, think the reason... I think for me, it felt like he was slightly traumatized by the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like there was definitely, you know, he, he didn't have the closure that he wanted. And yeah. that's why he was coming back with this later on. And that's completely valid. And I understand that, you know, the distinction between the way he came out with it was slightly less pretentious, was a lot less pretentious than the way they chose yeah. to have that narrative. Um, I think the reason it's like, I'll be honest, the reason I'm not as uncomfortable with this scenario than I am if, uh, if the roles had been reversed is that, you know, like at the end of the day in society and in relationships, men do have more power and a different kind of dynamic than women do so even if she was older and what's it called and more successful he still had like a different power dynamic for being the man so like that's that's a whole other sticky issue like that's why you know you think about it long enough yeah you can come up with all kinds of theories but it's good to focus on the actual here and now that we're in so i get why you know that kind of when you when you have such an intense experience and such an intense relationship with somebody and it doesn't and it ends and you don't have that sense of um you know the final word or the final say or the closure you feel the need to it comes out in strange ways and i understand that but and i i say this like almost 99 percent of the time when it comes to 
not just celebrities, but like when it comes to big celebrities and you know, there are scandals and the Hollywood stuff that goes on, but also just in private life when it's like, you know, your personal scandal or, you know, that, <laughs> I don't know, that girl that doesn't like you is talking trash about you and saying that you did this and this and this and so and so and so. The best response in all of these things is silence. Like you go, you go and fight it or you go and what's it called and start subtweeting or you start releasing an Instagram post being petty. As like it's just, it doesn't do any good and you're just going to look you know like a fool and it's going to look clownish and it's going to it's just going to drag you down into the drama and it won't let it end like let's be honest if august had done his thing right and then they had just dipped it quiet it would have been one news cycle 24 hours maybe and then everybody would have moved on to something else because that's the way the world works that's the way social media works that's the way the news cycle works i think the so the fact i think it was a miscalculation the fact that they chose to make it into such a media circus I think the reason why they did kind of like, because this is not the first time I have heard rumors that they had a relationship, but I think he released some pictures and they were like more evident and he was, because no one has actually come out and said, I have had a relationship with one of the two. And this is, whereas before it was just like a rumor in the air and no one has come out and said it. It wasn't just a rumor. I think she said it in her table talk as well of like, oh, you know, we're we're in in this house together. You might be at the other end of the house with somebody else and i might be at the end of house with somebody else but at the end of the day we're in the house together like something like that in this in yeah she no she not in that table talk but in a different one like she mentioned about like oh her specific words were like oh you might be in this motherfucker with somebody else or i might be in this corner but we're still together in the house at the end of the day and i was like oh that's so weird thing to say. like yeah it wasn't just a rumor like she confirmed it They're like nah nah we you know we, we poke around but at the end of the day we're still together you're still my number one and again, if that works for you, like, I, not my cup of tea, but yeah. like, if that works for you, it works for you. But just like, I just think it's a mis- it was a miscalculation. It was such a media circus. It was so unnecessary. And it's just, you don't need all of that. Like nine times out of 10, you comment on it, you try and spin it, you do this, you're just making it more into a circus and you're making it into a bigger deal than it is. And uh, yeah. But and especially since, look, sorry, go on. I was just going to say that's one example of a media um, circus narrative from a celebrity celebrities who I find kind of entertaining. I, it's just, I, look, yeah. I find it just like a sociological interesting thing about like, what is it for this power? Like Will Smith is the most powerful man or one of the most well-known man in the entire world. He's yeah. down and saying, Oh yeah, my wife has relationships with other men. I'm, like okay with it and we're working through it it's an interesting like just an interesting thing to listen into and like kind of look into i don't find it like i don't know i don't find it like again the way they did it again but the way they did because the thing is they don't need the extra attention like jada pinkett smith and will smith are household names like they don't need the extra drama right that's point number one it's not like they do this i feel like i'm i feel feel like i'm always talking trash about them but it's not like the kardashians or something where like they need to spin every (laughs) single thing like they're not like that at least you know the kardashians are household names now but at the beginning of their quote-unquote careers they still had to like you know shove themselves into the front line uh, to the spotlight in every possible way but those two like the smiths are not in that position they're household names they i are respectably famous quote-unquote yeah, and they're respectably famous, if that makes sense. Yeah, but then the, the way that, because people didn't like, people didn't watch that and be like, oh, that was an enlightening, enlightening sociological. People watched that and like, started making memes and jokes about it because they're like, yeah, I'm saying. But I think it's like, <laughs> you remember the memes. <laughs> 
one? The meme of Will Smith looking, Will Smith looking really sad in the corner. Yeah. I don't know if I like. Oh, did you? out of it like he looks like yeah anthropologize his behavior or his like body language but he really did look like he was like fucking fed up with all exactly so it's like why would you like why would you let that narrative of yourself exactly why are you doing this to yourself you don't need to do this i found it fascinating but then and i I don't i don't have like um I don't have a problem with people like coming out and expressing their personal stuff and whatnot. I like, I enjoy it. My favorite celebrity in the entire world is Beyonce. And she also always talks about her marriage and it's <laughs> in her music, at least not even publicly, but I, I love, yeah. I, I find it interesting. I find it insightful. But then yeah. this week we saw Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, yeah. John Legend, John Legend's unfortunate um, stillbirth that they had. Yeah. They lost the pregnancy halfway through. Was Which is a, just beyond that. Was it that. or was it a stillbirth? I'm not 100% sure. But I think, it I think a- like, from what I read, it's that they lost the pregnancy. And, like, she was halfway through the pregnancy, and that's when they lost the child. So I think she delivered a stillbirth. But either way, like, it's just yeah. it's incredibly heartbreaking. It's incredibly, it's incredibly heartbreaking. And I found that, and the sharing of those pictures, incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. I, could yeah. Just, I was trying to tell Islam this yesterday. Like, I couldn't put my finger on what made me really uncomfortable about this because generally when people like showcase their personal stuff uh, across the board their money sex yeah. life, marriage whatever it doesn't really bother me very little of it bothers me but i mm. found those pictures her crying on that bed and the caption and all of it and the live tweeting and all of that it was just live too tweeting, much all of it too much raw emotion uncomfortable so i know and i was just like trying to think ahead of this episode like what what is the thing that just makes me really uncomfortable about this and i think it's partly because we are not we're kind of trained especially on social media see it as a highlight report constantly yes i understand like we see failed marriages and all of that jazz yeah more or less most of the time it's people showcasing the great stuff in their lives their new careers new cars new houses Mm -hmm. whatnot all of the good stuff and we're kind of used to seeing that and consuming that. So when something really tragic and that is normal part of life, like stillbirth are very, very common and it happens to loads of people. But we're yeah. not used to seeing that level of trauma and that, like a very personalized trauma. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Incredible. Like it really kind of made my spine shiver a bit. And I found yeah. it heartbreaking. But it's absolutely and it's it's because again the reason we're, we're so uncomfortable with this and no this is no indictment or judgment on her whatsoever like no, i cannot imagine the grief that, that, that they're going through and any way she wants to deal with her grief whether that's you know she just wants to release that grief into the world so that you know to to you know as a way of getting rid of that raw emotion that's completely you know to each their own i you know all best wishes in the world and no judgment on that but i think again the reason why this is just so uncomfortable to see is that at the end of the day social media is for the good yeah sometimes we you know we post some things and the drama and the this and the that but at the end of the day it's entertainment even when it's something that is quote-unquote bad on social media it's still entertainment oh that fight that broke out the this you watch it and you're entertained whereas um you know the riches that people are flexing and all of that and all of those you know social media terms you watch that and yeah maybe it doesn't have the best effect for your mental health to always be seeing people that are better than prettier than you or better looking than you or richer than you but it's still entertaining it's beautiful we love to see to look at beauty and that's why we like to see it 
but this, there's nothing beautiful about this, there's nothing educational about this, there's nothing entertaining about this. It's just I think it was a heartbreaking and sad. I find it slightly, I find her character a little bit educational. And I did find it like, I don't think about stillbirths as much as I like, yeah. I, like it doesn't cross my mind as much as say miscarriage or actually birthing the child, but stillbirths are not a thing that I commonly think about around pregnancy and childbirth. Mm-hmm. But I think that was kind of like a hit, slightly a hit. Like the the idea that someone can carry a child in their body for nine months, I, I think the part of why they had it because I was thinking why on earth would they take pictures of this? It's kind of like little bit grotesque. It's not it's not the best thing to do at the moment. But apparently, they had those photographers to take the picture of the birth of the child oh, so they can yeah. like have that memory of the whole process. And they were live tweeting mm. because people generally talk about having children. I remember when my friend was giving birth. Like she was texting us, telling us about it throughout the time. Yeah, yeah. She was telling us about it. So it was kind of in that spirit, probably for her, but on our yeah. you know, two, 20 million followers instead of your two friends. Yeah. And the photographer took the pictures because he thought they might want this as a memory and they did end up using them and did end up wanting them. Yeah. So, they so it's not as this exhibitionist as it may yeah. first appear. Yeah. But yeah i mean that's one of those things like i get what you're saying with the educational but that's one of those things where um you know it their mind it might not be necessary to be educated about it like let me explain i'm not saying that like oh you should be completely ignorant about the miscarriages or something like that but it's one of those things where from what i understand it, it can be completely random and it's just it happens when it happens so it's one of those things if you are pregnant worrying about it you know there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can change so worrying about it just increases anxiety and ironically enough might even you know precipitate that even from happening so it's one of those cases where you know stressing yourself about that but after seeing it is not that great no either so do you get what i'm saying i'm like i'm having a really hard time with it because there's like two sides of my brain one side of my brain is kind of thinking like we are over like we don't really fully fully get how ridiculously painful and tragic and incredibly hard pregnancy is and the whole life cycle of it from like yeah. conceiving that child all the way to giving birth of it the whole yeah. this is we are not really well educated about it because someone told mm. me apparently you lose all your teeth through throughout pregnancy you know what that you can lose all of your teeth throughout pregnancy oh, oh god yes do you know that's why we have free healthcare when you get pregnant yeah i read that what's it called women who are who are pregnant are living at the extremes of what the body can endure yeah so it's like literally they're just like organs are squished what's it called spine is doing god knows what it's like literally living at the extreme of what the body can bear so using my i get that i get the educational bit but then i just get back to this you know and you have to draw it's a hard one not like it's it's not something that i wanted to see yeah. And it's just, and I know this is selfish and it's not about me. And again, but it's like for, from the, from the point of sharing too much and there isn't like, we're always discussing the danger of sharing too much and we're living in the social media age and there's all kinds of problems associated with that. And I look at this and it's like, I don't, I don't think this, I don't like where this is going, where we're sharing all of this. Like this is too much. It's too much to share. It's too much to see. It's yeah. too much for other people. And we saw examples of that where this, this absolutely disgusting politician decided now is the time to start, I don't know, championing, what was it? 
criticizing Chrissy Teigen for being pro-choice because like, oh, look, now you can see it's not just a clump of cells. Or, like, it's just absolutely disgusting and making the point of what's it called, using her lost pregnancy as to validate his point about not being pro-choice or something like that. Just it, absolutely disgusting behavior. And, you know, I'm not even going to mention his name because he doesn't deserve it. But it's just, you know, when you share too much, you open, and sadly and unfortunately, you open yourself up to those kind of disgusting people that have nothing better to do than troll trolls. People yeah. that are tro like trolls, you open yourself up to trolls, uh, scammers, whatnot. So moving away from Chrissy Teigen, obviously. But you know the dangers of sharing too much. Of sharing, even if what's it called? Let's say you you do have a you know fingers crossed you do have a successful pregnancy and all of that, and you share and you share all of that online and the you know the birth certificates and the baby's weight and whatnot. There's actually been a problem that's going around where um, some children that are just now turning adults, t turning eighteen would try and open bank accounts only to realize that there's only already been a savings account or something open in their name when they were born because their parents went and posted it, posted their date of birth, their time of birth and their weight. And for some banks or whatever, that's enough to already open up a bank account in your name as a child, you know, savings account or whatever that you have for children that you save up as they grow along. So then now when they grow up and they try and open their own savings account, they find that they're, you know, whether it's national insurance number or social security number or whatever it is, whatever country you're from, it's already been used Okay. for a bank account because the parents overshared and like those kind of problems so i cannot emphasize it enough the dangers of sharing too much are real and it, i don't know it, like it, it, be it, it chrissy it, teigen or the smiths i'm just very i just i don't like seeing too much it's ah, there's something to be said about having a I bit think, more privacy i think the chrissy thing and stuff i think the only maybe partly why we feel uncomfortable about it and i kind of feel that way is mm. maybe because it's the medium of which it's told. Say this was about a documentary about their life. Yeah. The videographers and they released this on Netflix instead of their Instagram. Would we feel yeah. slightly different about it? I would I would feel different about it. And that's completely right because you know Instagram it is again it is a frivolous it is a frivolous form of media. Like I feel like you know documentaries and stuff they're a little bit more serious they, they have a little bit more meat to them Maybe but you know like biases towards like the medium they use yeah i mean it's not just bias it's true though like come on instagram and twitter that's not that's not where serious heart-hitting journalism lives. what we know about that particular thing versus what we would have known from a documentary it's still very much the same thing we would have seen the same images we would have felt the same emotions that she felt we would have read the same yeah no i mean the, the information being conveyed is the same but i'm saying like the media that is present within each medium is different like the stuff that you post on social media and the stuff that can be seen on documentaries is not the same you know what i mean I know, but I think it's really more like, you know, selfies, <laughs> selfies, butt shots more and more these days. But then, and then you go over to documentaries and it's like, you know, not all of them, obviously, but like, you know, serious criminal investigations and stuff. Like, it's just, it's a different, it's a different art form. Our assumption, I don't, like, I don't particularly share that view that Instagram is it is used frivolously but it's it can't, yes. it can't always and there's nothing wrong with that you know we do need that, but, it's not, but it's just I say, but i think the content matters more and i don't yeah, know yeah. i don't know if i would feel massively different if it was a documentary still it would be slightly uncomfortable watch i might have watched there might be more inclined to watch it but it's still uncomfortable yeah. but the i think some of the criticism she got and some of the ways in which people interpreted her trying to get attention or made assumptions about this it's partly because I think people have in inbuilt slight biases towards new form of media. Instagram and Twitter is media. It is yeah. the new form of media. And it is, but it is. It will replace. It is new. It is, and it is new. You're right. 
and it will f uh, replace the old ones and it's soon yes. like the main source of news and everything else we get so it is but at the moment it's still at that kind of new age stage you get me so it's like it's not quite there yet yeah. so that's where i'm coming from and um, you know at the end of the day similar to the what's it called will smith area again i don't see it from the from this point of view of grifting like christy Teigen and john legend don't need the extra publicity like i doubt that's the reason why they I 100% I'm sure that's not the reason why they no, I don't think decided to publish this. It's like that's not what that is. But no, um, on the topic. <laughs> attention seeking. I think we'll yeah. get away attention seeking, if not anything. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if why they needed it, but they definitely. I think attention seeking and slight miscalculation from their publicists, yeah. where it's like, dude, but no, 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 don't do all of that. Just Definitely. Like honestly, it wouldn't have been hilarious. Like moving on slightly from to a more light hearted tone, but like wouldn't it have been hilarious if they just come on the next day or the next road table talk and then like don't address it at all, don't say anything about it, and then yeah. just make keep making keep making like fourth wall jokes about it. Like somebody's talking about the relationship. Yes, it's very important to be loyal in a relationship. Hint, <laughs> just look at the camera for five seconds, and then remember, like that. I would find that so hilarious, where it's like on the no. <laughs> Yeah. and nobody can say anything because with her show she did control like she does control the narrative in her show so it's like there's not going to be paparazzi jumping up asking her questions it's just going to be like yeah her making her jokes making her little commentary and then going home and nobody can do anything <laughs> I would have found that found that so funny but I just I don't know it's a shame I missed the opportunity and then there was things right yeah yeah no okay well maybe <sighs> to what you want to talk about what did you read so what i want to talk about a topic not included in the title so we don't <laughs> <laughs> a topic not included in the title so we don't get ourselves into too much hot water um but yeah so well <laughs> not in hot water i'm always out of this hot water how will always be excluded from the hot i do water. love hot showers what can i say <laughs> so i am jumping headfirst into the infant no um i want to talk about uh, do you remember well of course you remember i'm sure your parents will remember until the end of their, their days but do you remember that interview little interview that we did about like you know uh, somebody not being Muslim anymore, something like that. I yeah, think. No, I still not getting that hazy memory, yeah. hazy memory. But um, I think at some point something was mentioned about like um, ninety percent of the reason why um, said person was no longer Muslim was the other Muslims. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the ten percent that isn't that, <laughs> the other Muslims. And this ten percent for me is that um, I think, uh, and I think I'll recognize this. Yes, let's set the scene. I think. Um, it's very important to, for me, like, okay, getting myself into trouble <laughs> here. No, into a frazzle here. But I'm saying, I think it's important, you know, whether it's different faiths, different countries, different origins, it's important to treat other people with respect. Yes. And if there is a group of people that is asking, at first politely, you know, there was some, there was a lot of history with that, but at first very politely making it clear that as you know, a part of their faith and as respect to their faith, we do not like certain images displayed. I think if you really are, you know, want to engage with other people in the spirit of open-mindedness and the spirit of inclusivity, you have a duty to respect other people's wishes. Yeah. And if there is a group of people, say Muslims, saying they don't want a certain figure depicted or black people saying they don't want a certain N-word used or homosexuals saying they don't want a certain F-word used, I think it's a matter of respect that you say, yes, fine, I won't touch that. I don't feel the need to touch that. I'm not entitled enough to go and do, do and specifically do the one thing you asked me not to do of being and be disrespectful just because 
you know, I feel the need that I have to do that. So the reason I mentioned these three examples is that for me, this strikes very much in the same vein as that. So what I want to talk about is uh, Charlie Hebdo and the Charlie Hebdo attack that happened back in 2015. And before that, the long history of, you know, groups and individuals and magazines going out of their way to display images of the Prophet Muhammad, the backlash that comes from the Muslim... <laughs> the, the backlash that comes from the Muslim community, the backlash of the backlash from of the from the West that comes against the Muslim community for the the whole double circle. So I want to talk a little bit about that. If you want to catch yourself a little bit on the, you know, for anybody who's been living under a rock about what Charlie Hebdo is. Charlie Hebdo is a magazine organization in Paris who make satires about various different things were primarily often about social issues religion included and they have been um known for the some of the pictures they have um portrayed of prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> it's so my mom my mom might be watching this i'm behaving myself <laughs> i'm sure she will have listened to that episode it's love um Yes, so they were known, unfortunately, unfortunately, for the attacks in Paris that happened because people um, people committed crimes that they should not have committed, and therefore, I think two people died or three people died at the time. Unfortunately, uh, no, I think it was more than that. Where I think I think like half the, half the people working in the magazine or something like that. Oh wow, I, I, I didn't re- well, I didn't remember that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah um, they killed twelve people and injured eleven others. Out. So yeah, they rest in peace. Both of them were killed in the end, weren't they? I think they were, or one of them got. Arrested. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember. But what I was going to say is that they've been in the news again late, uh, recently because they have done another picture on site different nature. I will not describe yeah. it, but if you want to know, you can find it online. And yeah. they had some feelings. The first case that I remember of this happening was, um, I'm, I'm sure this wasn't the first one, but uh, the first case that I remember of this was, I think, in Denmark, a magazine was yeah. the one that published a picture of... Uh, they were, they were not the same organization. They were, those lot were slightly different newspaper or a slightly... Yeah, 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 but it was Denmark that did, that did it, that were picture, showed a picture of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and it was like, I don't think it was done in a minute, like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go and read up on this some more, but... From what I understand, it wasn't done in a menacing way. It was just done in this kind of, oh, here's a picture. And they were discussing them. And told Muslims were like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? That's like the one thing we do. Yeah, so it was a whole thing. But um, first of all, you know, I think first of all, in any kind of situation, when somebody is doing something you don't want and your response is, let me go kill them, you're an idiot. Like, let's make that 100% sure. You're an idiot, you're a moron. A, yeah, yeah, that's not even, like, that's not even a controversial opinion. A, you're a terrorist. B, you're an idiot. And the reason you're an idiot is because if you want to guarantee that more and more pictures of Prophet Muhammad are going to be printed, are going to be circulated, that is the one thing that you do. You go and kill the people that do it, and that's just going to motivate people to do it more. A, out of uh, sheer spite. Yeah. B, out of, uh, out, of, out of a sense of bravery, I would say. Because you, you, you can very easily see how, like, no, 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 um, you know, somebody can get into the mind of thinking of, no, 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 I'm not going to be silenced. I'm not going to be threatened with violence. If I want to, you know, express my free speech, I will do it. And that can then motivate people to show this image some more. So I think the response right from the beginning, way before Charlie Hebdo in Denmark and all of that was wrong in the sense of responding with violence. They should have responded with either- But that's not the 
you know, fatherly disappointment. <laughs> no, the, I think I just want to talk about the correct response because for me, the correct response would have been fatherly disappointment of, you know, whether it's a magazine or a newspaper or I don't know, a, whatever it is people use, but a telegram, whatever it is people use back in the day to show media. The first time these depictions started, Muslims should have, like, Muslim groups should have been like, um, we are very disappointed in this and we don't appreciate this. We would like this to stop and then move on because the, same, the vein of entitled people that would go out of their way and, and insist on showing what's it called, on showing uh, depictions of something or using words that you don't want or show depictions that you don't want are just going to be shady motivated more the more violently and more aggressively you respond. In but a go on, what you way, that is a much smarter way, but I understand this ro- like brings up a lot of emotional reactions. And I get yeah. if you even went out of the streets to protest, stood in front of the buildings, shouted and shouted all day long, that but that still would be a peaceful response, though, that as compared to the alternative. Like, I don't think we are, neither of us are debating the attacks and the violence. Yeah, violence. yeah, 100%. Disgusting. Up for discussion. But what's more up for discussion is the fact that both of us, I openly say that I don't ever think I will ever live in a Muslim country, nor raise my children in a Muslim country. I like the West. I feel comfortable here. It's my home in many ways. And this is most likely the place I'm going to live for the rest of my life. But... There is a massive downside to that. One of it, one of it being, is I find the adherent disrespect and the consistent form of disrespect, whether it's through yes. satiric dis- uh, pictures of Prophet Muhammad mocking of Christians, mocking of Muslims, ridiculing laws that are put in place to restrict women's, um, women, Muslim women's freedoms. Yeah, which by the way, you know, all the, all the, what's it called, the laws about the no, having a face covering is dangerous, having a face covering is a security issue, and then coronavirus rocks around and everybody has to wear face masks, and subhanAllah, all of those arguments are just poof, gone in the cloud, but go on. But the consistent form of marginalization and the attacks of Muslims, and they are real attacks, and they're a consistent form of Islamophobia, is the biggest downside of living in the West as a Muslim person or a person of a Muslim heritage in your case. Yeah. And I think there is a level of normalization of Islamophobia mm-hmm. that has brewed up because we have accepted that some form of, like, I think there's this level of acceptance in a polite society now that Islamophobic comments, depictions of Islam, mocking of Muslims, Passes again, it's from that place of bravery. It's because it's seen as no, 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 they're trying to stop us from doing this. So, by doing this, we're not actually being Islamophobic, we're being brave, we're standing up for free speech. But then you hear that, and you just have to wonder, yes, but why is that your free speech, though? Like, you have the free speech anymore. I think it's probably done out of the fact that there is a literal hatred for Muslims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying I understand that, but I'm saying the, the like the the more intricate motivator for that it's coming from a misguided sense of bravery of like no, no, no. By saying that I'm not actually being Islamophobic or racist or disrespectful, I'm actually being brave because you well, see, I'm one of the people start signing up most of the time intellectually dishonest because having yeah. mocking Muslims in a dinner table conversation or doing it online. Like, what's brave about that? I, there's nothing really brave about it. Exactly, they're just doing yeah. that used to be Islamophobic, and I think mm. we have come to. A like there is a double-edged sword or we have come to a place where yes we all recognize the violence against the violent response towards some of the Charlie Hebdo evictions and those kind of similar ones across Europe mm-hmm. have made a lot of Muslims feel like they can't say even as I put the violence aside because that's not up for debate 
But even without the violence, these pictures are things that we still don't agree with. We still hate yeah. them, don't like them. And you consistently doing it is a sign of Islamophobia. Yeah, like there is a question. It's literally the question has to be asked of like of all the things your free speech allows you to say and do. Why is this the choice of free speech that you? Yeah, like why is this the free speech that you're choosing to to exercise? Like it's just it's just beyond. It's just beyond understanding. And again, like the examples that I mentioned in the beginning, it strikes the exact same vein of of white people insisting to say the N-word, straight people insisting to say the F-word, and other countless words that are being, what's it called, reclaimed by communities, where it's just there's a group of people that do not understand, that just have too much entitlement in life, that do not understand, that no, not everything is okay to say and do, that there are some things that that are painful, that are personal, that are that there are no goes to other people. And I think, I feel like, and again, I feel like this free speech people are already popping up in my, what's it called, in my Instagram messages. But I feel like in a, what's it called, in a civilized society, surely the baseline of respect of like, I respect this, I respect the fact that you don't like this or that you don't want to do this should be there. And again, when the yeah. fact that going through your life, going through your life, never saying the N-word, never saying the F-word, and never, what's it called, never depicting Prophet Muhammad is not going to negatively impact your life. It's not going to shorten your lifespan. It's not going to lessen your job opportunities. Literally, like, it's not going to be anything for you. It does not impact your life in any way. All you have to do is not be disrespectful to other people's cultures and not be an entitled ass. That's it. That's all you have to do. And for some people, that's too much. I think you hit the nail on the head where you there is no respect for muslims in the first place yeah fundamentally the case here um if you go and the people trying to argue that no 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 because they were violent every time we depicted no 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 that's the chicken and egg scenario that you're trying to get away with here why were you depicting it in the first place yeah even when depicted the violence is not justified but that depiction in itself shows lack of respect for that particular exactly that's my point and they don't give a shit for that's my point i know i know what you're trying to say and on top of that i think it's not just a freedom of speech thing i think we got to a point where we are perfectly acceptable i think this has been like sense that some kind of ethnic minorities are getting a lot of disability and there's like a lot of tolerance around and therefore there has to be a massive pushback and that oh, fake tolerance for me fake i tolerance. think there's a lot of very faux wokeism going on but that's a whole it's other not podcast real progress in society, but there's a fake sense of progress and that fake sense yeah. of progress has created a backlash where people feel like one of the ways in which you can push back is to actively go out of your way yes and, and that is just so sorry go on finish your and point. then on top of that i think islamophobia here is slightly unique because if you go and depict a black person in, like we are both black if you go and depict a black person in particular way there is consequences for it that you get fired for that you get you know, ramification for it you get a massive backlash for it and that's yeah. well understood and that's well accepted and that is fine with everybody and kind of people understand it that doesn't mean there aren't real racists who hate black people yes and they are around and they try to get away with it all the time but those yeah. those accountability is there quote unquote dark humor it's not dark humor you're just being racist exactly <laughs> but with islamophobic but no. humor and islamophobic satire that has been perfectly accepted that has been and i think it's also yes Yes, and I think it's also a very unique unique uh, situation that you mentioned as well, you touched on, where it's just, you know, Muslims seem to be, Muslims, and I'd say slightly Black people as well, seem to be this only, like, exist in this only group of people where the fact that, um, what's it called, the fact that free speech should be allowed 
to disrespect them as much as possible should be, you know, should have no consequences. And that only exists for these groups of people. In no other context is it okay to, you know, blatantly disrespect other groups, other minorities, other religions, other countries, <coughs> quote, quote, certain Middle Eastern countries here. <laughs> that, you know, in no other context would you be expected to just you know, say the most heinous things, say the most, you know, show the most disrespectful depictions and then get away with it. Not get away with it, but like have suffer no consequences. No, there's no accountability. Your job. Right. Yeah, there's no accountability, there's no consequences. And in no other, like in no other group of people, you say something against white people, you say something against, against Mexican people, you say something against, you know, America as a country. Saudi Arabia as well, like they're really cracking down on the, oh, you know. Yeah. Kamal, what's his name? Jamal Khashoggi or Kamal Khashoggi? Kamal Khashoggi. That's a whole other yeah. So it's like every like what's it called in every other country in every other this like there's all these consequences and people are aware of that they're aware of what they can what they can't say yet suddenly when it comes to Muslims it's like all that flies out of the window and it's like oh well but free speech yeah but freedom of speech doesn't mean you specifically have to go out of your way to just disrespect people for no for no like for no reason that logical reason that I, I can point to or for any kind of gain. It's just trolling. Like you're being a troll at that point. It's That's normalized just... trolling. Yeah. It's normalized trolling and normalized hatred. And it's it's has yeah. passed the dinner table talk where you can see it in any newspaper, at any TV, at any comedy show, at everywhere and anywhere. And I think yeah. one of the reasons, like when my dad, when I think about why my dad took us away from Finland and brought us in Egypt, I, I can almost see myself if I was like overwhelmed with these kind of things. And I'm raising. Yeah. And it was worse back in the day. Yeah, it was right. It was everywhere, and if I see this everywhere, anywhere, and I'm raising two, like two or three Muslim kids, I too, even though I don't like it, I too can imagine myself being like, "Fuck this shit!" I'm going to <laughs> where they are fully yeah. accepted, even if there is some shitty elements to where they are going to. But it is not at least this sheer hatred and normalization of this hatred that there's yeah. no accountability for it. So I, I don't know what the answer for it is. Ironically I enough, I do see myself living in a Muslim country just to avoid that, but that's a whole wow. other thing. <laughs> you know can what? you imagine? I can't, like, do you know how many people have asked me, can you please do part two of that? <laughs> Ex-Muslim. Part two of what? <laughs> what is there more to say? <laughs> I'm not Muslim, my mom is going to find out, it's going to be awkward as fuck. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. What more do you want to know? <laughs> There is a lot of questions, don't worry, we'll do it at some point. Cause I mean, it's going to be fine. My mother-in-law is going to hate me regardless. I mean, the fact oh, that I'm Muslim yeah. or not, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be like the one nail in my coffin. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Oh my God. We'll have to do it eventually. Yeah, I mean, regardless. You know what? I might present, I'm going like, to I'm gonna be that person that's going to be like, oh, I don't know how to cook and I don't even enter the kitchen. Sorry, I don't like to get my hands dirty. That way she can hate me, but for the right reason. <laughs> Oh my God. There's no such thing as a mother-in-law loving you, so sorry you're not special. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Sudan reserves that special, you know, where mother-in-laws have that special psychotic hatred for their daughter-in-laws. It's a whole thing. That is everywhere and anywhere, like literally. It's not everywhere and anywhere. Sudan is special. <laughs> <laughs> Sudan is. Listen, right? Um, okay, not single moms because there's no single moms in Sudan. It's Sudan, but um, widowed moms and uh, mothers of. Um, you know, where the boy is the only child or where, it's, <laughs> where the boy is the only child or what's it called? Yeah, either an only child or the oldest son. Like that's, a, ooh, that is a hornet's nest that you do not want to kick. That mother-in-law is going to drive you insane. <laughs> yeah, 
Insane. Again, not special because no one does hating their daughters in laws more than Somali moms. You like, know, in Sudan, like not in all here. areas, but like definitely in the rural areas of uh, what's it called, the small towns. My dad's family, basically. You know, like when what's it called, when the when the girl gets married, obviously she gets sent off with her back and never seen again. Like it'll go away. But like when the guy gets married, his wife actually like they they build their own portion of the house within the family's house and they live there with the family, like right face to face with the mother-in-law. Can you imagine the deeper hell? <laughs> imagine doing the deed there i don't i don't understand how they have that many children like how do you have... like how, how are there... like, like y'all must be fertile as fuck like every single time you do it that's it wow <laughs> pregnancy like can you imagine how open that is oh my god i, no, I, I should probably cut this I, I should probably cut this portion off <laughs> because like some you never edit of, you never edit no it. some of my cousins might listen to this that might be really awkward talk <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show islam's cousins <laughs> what up tanu how are you doing <laughs> i was just gonna say the only reason i would ever go to i would actually go to kalakaya where that's where both of my parents are from oh is that in somalia of course no, that's somalia and all of my grandparents except one are buried there and they all have like a my family has like a little hut that they used to live in and all of the houses so that's the only reason i would drag my children there just for summer like show that this is where we have you ever been there though have you ever been i have not been but i'll have to go so that i can take them there too and just be like your mom i hope you do africa I hope you do. My mom, like, what's it called? I've never been to the area that my mom is from either, but that's because it's so rural. It's not even funny. Like, no, no, no. I always joke about all of Sudan is rural. My mom's area is so rural. One time I asked her, can you show me? It's called the Shidek. And one time I asked her, can you show me where Shidek is? And she couldn't even give me the name of the city. She had to literally pull up the map of Sudan and point. Wow. At least you, at like, least, you see the swath of land that's me <laughs> I, I think no it's not that well known but at least like it's it's a city of a decent size but both of my parents are from there it will be easy one to go to and just like Shidik is oh, not a city <laughs> and that's it like some of the stories my mom tells me i'm just like dude <laughs> you know what would be fun to have our mom podcast if like i could imagine like I could, if i can think about it away we can have like an interview no. session with them. Yes. Our moms don't speak the same language. <laughs> I know. But I'm just thinking about a logistic way I can do this. And then when I can, I will be doing this. And I'll you let me it. know. You let your me mom know. You know, like me to this. Did I tell you that my mom loves you? I know. Like, absolutely. I know. Absolutely yeah. loves you. She is the daughter she wishes she had. You are the daughter she wishes she had. I know. A lot of people wishes that. <laughs> and so humble too. <laughs> Anyway, I'll tell my mom you said hi. <laughs> oh, this was really nice. Well, oh, I know. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, oh, I forgot that we were recording for a second there. Anyway, it's got a bit too personal. Anyway. <laughs> well, another, hopefully it has been another good week for you. In let me know what you think about it. Do you write Please to do. us? I have an email. It's called still Yes. Podcast. If you want to message us about a specific point for the love of God, because it's always me saying the controversial nonsense, don't bother Hawa about like, tell Islam this and this and this, just message me. I don't bite. It's fine. <laughs> you can criticize me in person. It's okay. Please do so. Direct all your hatred and anger towards Islam. Thank you. All the love Thank you. feedback. Growing up in Sudan, I'm used to it. Go. <laughs> well, until next time. Thank you for listening. See you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye.